Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We invite in our Browns beat reporter. His reports brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl Ryder joins us now. Daryl, first day of practice leading into week one of the season. How'd it go today? Anything we should uh, take note of? Um, stretching. They stretched. <laughs> that is important. Everybody was um, out there that was supposed to be minus Miles Garrett, but he supposedly is coming back. Any reason why he w- – did they say why he was absent today? Personal reasons. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, don't underestimate stretching, Darrell. We don't want those soft tissue injuries. You know what I mean? Well, no, we don't want soft tissue injuries. Those uh, are v- very bad. <laughs> but as Bob Wiley said – so famously, years ago on Hard Knocks featuring the Cleveland Browns, um, we won two world wars without stretching. <laughs> That's a great line. That is an awesome line, Daryl. I'm glad that you dropped that with us this afternoon. Um, what does the addition of Joe Haig mean for Jack Conklin's status week one, you think? I know Coach kind of wasn't really willing to get into it yet, but just from you reading tea leaves, do you think Jack Conklin will be good to go, or is Haig sort of the insurance policy there where they maybe start him week one? No, I, I think it's in uh, insurance. I mean, I asked Kevin Stefanski if it was insurance, and he said he wouldn't put it in those terms, just depth at the position. Same thing with Jesse James and adding him, uh, adding, you know, putting a third tight end on the active roster. But, um, yeah, it sounds like right now they're just insulating the back end of the roster. So I had uh, Joe Person on earlier today, obviously covers the Panthers, and I'm going to play you this clip. He he was taught. We were talking about Baker Mayfield, and you know, obviously his moxie and all that that we used to love him for here in Cleveland. Um, and how since he's been in Carolina, he's been a little bit more buttoned up. But this is what he said. Rashard Higgins had to say about what's to maybe come. Guys don't really change their stripes. I don't mean that necessarily in a good or bad way. It's just who we all are: football players, radio hosts, sports writers. Very few of us really ever change. And so while Baker has been very buttoned up and, you know, almost boring, if you will, I remember we had Richard Higgins, who obviously knows Baker as well as anybody. He was talking to the media last week, and I asked him, you know, basically the question you just asked me, and he said, hey, you just wait. It's coming. Sounds like it's coming, Daryl. We're going to get Baker uncut on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Great. Kind of what we I all expect. Nothing less. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I just I found that interesting. I, I thought 
it's for us here in Cleveland, it's kind of what we expect. Um, but I, I do just find it ironic that, you know, he goes to Carolina, he tries to give off this notion that he's changed, he's different, he's whatever, but we all know deep down, as Joe alluded to, you don't you can't change your true colors. Well, I mean, he's got T shirts for sale. So yeah. <laughs> You're right Zebra about that. hasn't changed his stripes. No, not at all. Um, shifting gears, another thing you guys talked to Kevin Stefanski about along the lines of Baker, uh, you asked him about just sort of that advantage or whether it is one or not where he knows the defense and the defense kind of knows him. Stefanski, like most things, downplayed it and said he thinks that's overblown. I don't know, though. Uh, I, I, I tend to think that a quarterback kind of knowing a defense is, is a bigger advantage than even the opposite direction that you're looking at with the defense knowing Baker what do you think? Because I, I, I don't know. I, I just think that there is some sort of advantage there. Maybe it's not a big one. Obviously, you still got to execute the plays. But to completely blow it off and say that it's overplayed, I, I don't know if I believe that. Well, that's Stefanski being Stefanski. But John Johnson the third, he had a better answer. He said, well, I think the defense does because there's 11 of us and only one of him. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, and they certainly know. Which I checked the math on that. That is correct. <laughs> And they certainly know his tendencies. They certainly know uh, how he fu- functions in the pocket and all that different stuff. So talking with Daryl Ryder here again, he, his reports brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Uh, I wasn't surprised they added a third tight end, Daryl. You kind of got some from Stefanski on what his role is going to look like. Um, but I guess what should fans expect from Jesse James as that third tight end? Will we see him much? Will he be more just a blocker? What, what's kind of the expectation there? To be determined. They got to see what he can do. Uh, he just got here today, so <laughs> it's a, a little early. Now, they might have something in the back of their mind after, you know, reviewing film and scouting, all that kind of stuff, which is why they brought him in. But, yeah, I think it's a little uh, premature to say he's got uh, a, def- a definitive role. Stefanski did say today he's probably going to do a little bit of both, a little bit of, uh, because he is the third tight end. Uh, behind Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. He's got to be able to uh, block. He's got to be able to catch the football. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be that quintessential third tight end that's going to be asked to do a little bit of everything. Wide receiver room, I know this comes up all the time. Obviously, Browns still believe in Anthony Schwartz, which I can at least understand to an extent because they used a third-round pick on him, and they want him to pan out, right? And we, and we obviously during camp he looked better than he did during games, based on what we've we've heard and what you've seen. But it's put up or shut up time now, Daryl. We're going into week one. The season starts. These games actually matter. How long of a leash do you think he has going into the year? Um, I yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's much of a leash there. So you like you know if he's puts together some poor performances early in the season. You think that the Browns actually would, what we've all kind of been waiting for, maybe look to add to that room somewhere else? Yeah, I I mean, I just, I don't like leash talk right now. I think it's, they haven't even played a game yet. And we're we're dealing in some severe hypotheticals here. So uh, I'm like uh, Kevin Stefanski. I don't like going down the hypothetical (laughs) road until there's something tangible. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm going to throw another uh, what if at you in, in, in some form because we're looking ahead, obviously, to Sunday. And one of the big co- topics of conversation is obviously how many touches should Nick Chubb have? How many touches do you think Nick Chubb gets this weekend? 
How many do you think he needs for the Browns to be victorious? 30. Wow. I was thinking in the mid-20s. 25 run, 5 pass. All right. And I think that's fair. I mean, I think we when the Browns give him the ball, I think it was more 19 or more times. I wrote this down earlier. I think they're like something crazy, like 15 and 7 or something like that. And when they give it to him less than that, um, it's the opposite. It's like 6 and 16 or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the expectation is that they utilize him more, especially with Jacoby Brissett out there, and, you know, take advantage of him being a, a factor here in week one. Um, I was going to – I'm about to do a, a, a segment where I ask people for some bold predictions for the season. It can be outside of Cleveland or inside of Cleveland, but do you have any bold predictions for this Browns team, Daryl, coming up in 2022? Do I have any bold predictions? Maybe, like, uh, just to – Here's a, here's an example like Miles Garrett wins defensive player of the year. No, I don't think he does. Um I'm thinking bold predictions. Uh Well, most of my bold predictions all uh, people are going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Like they're they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. I don't know if that one's bold, though. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I um, b- b- let's see here. Um, yeah, I don't think Miles will win Defensive Player of the Year. I think he'll be top, obviously, one of the top contenders. Um, I just, I mean, there's a lot of questions at receiver. Um, how? The only bold prediction I could think, and it's not much of a bold prediction because I, I really don't think it's going to even happen, that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both are 1,000-yard rushers. I'll go with that one. That's a good one. No, I, that's, that's a, I think that's a really good one, especially when we're talking about Nick Chubb maybe needing to carry the brunt of the workload early on in the season. I think that's a pretty good one to, to say that Kareem Hunt could be up in that echelon of getting 1,000 yards rushing as well. What would that mean, you think, for him – Moving into 2023, he's probably not with the Browns after that, right? <laughs> no, and I don't think he's going to be regardless um, because of the, the youth at the position behind him, the depth that they have. Uh, you know, this is a get-everything-you-can-get-out-of-him-this-year uh, type of season, and then you let him go make his money. And look, that, that's the question – or not the question. The conversation you have with him to motivate him is that, hey, we're going to get you your touches that you need, so make the most of them so that you can go get paid next offseason. Unfortunately, just with where we're at in our team-building philosophy and with the players in that room, I mean, um, you, you know, there isn't much room for a, a long-term contract here, but you can go get paid elsewhere, but you've got to perform for us. Talking with Daryl Ryder, our Browns beat reporter, a few more minutes with him here. Obviously, a lot's been made and talked about on our station about whether or not this is a must-win I kind of subscribe yes. to that's what I was going to say. 121 I, I, and 1. It's beyond yeah. absurd. Bush 2 was the president the last time <laughs> the Browns won in week 1. That is crazy to think about. Um I I guess I was going to ask Daryl like how because for me it is because you know you need to get a certain amount of wins before Deshaun takes over and I'm kind of looking at the season in the two parts of the 11 games with with Brissett and then the 6 with Deshaun. Um 
how many wins, including if assuming they get this Panthers win, like how many wins does Brissett need to string together to give the Browns a chance once Deshaun gets out there in your eyes? Uh, well, I've done this on other shows. Um, the first four games are going to set the tone because they're all winnable. Panthers, right. Jets, Steelers, Falcons. If they're 2-2, two and two, uh, they're in okay shape. You'd like to be 3-1 and one through those games because they're all winnable games. And then the gauntlet starts, right? Uh, the Chargers, Patriots, uh, the Ravens, the Bengals. You get your bye week. And then you've got the Dolphins, Bills, and Buccaneers. I mean, that is just a gauntlet that they're going to have there from uh, October through the month of November. So that's why this start is so critical to them and why I place so much importance upon week one. I agree. Because uh, not only is it continue the ridiculous ineptitude of this franchise to start a season – and you lose to the guy that you broom out the door, but you miss out an opportunity to really get off on the right foot. And if Deshaun Watson was eligible to play, I'd be sitting here talking about how I thought the Browns were going 4-0 and to start the season. Yeah, same. I'm right there with you. All right, well, that's about all the time we have with Daryl today. Appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day, and I'm sure uh, – You're getting amped up for this Browns Panthers game on Sunday. Popcorn ready. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.